Hey, Mother Tuffers, this is Tough Tidbits, a bonus episode tackling one short topic so we can just jump into the complicated, the hilarious, and the downright hard. Hey, Mother Tuffers, and welcome back. This is a little bit of a different episode that I decided to insert from time to time, and it's going to be a little bit of a tiny tidbit episode. So I'm going to do these every so often, and I'll try to get them in like once a month. If I can't, then I'm going to try to insert them every other month. But basically, they're going to be episodes that have just a tiny tidbit, just a little touch on something that I find important in my mothering journey or in my stepmom journey, but doesn't have all the updates and all the other extra added stuff into it. So just keeping it straight to the point and on one topic. So I thought a good one to talk about the first time would be the documentation as a stepmom. So I do most of the documentation for my husband. I just find that it's much easier for me to be doing it and keep it organized. My husband um, kept things here and there, notes on his phone and things, but we really just needed to solidify all that, um, unify it, solidify it all into one binder. We have like a three inch binder. I'm now on binder two at this point. We started this binder and 2017 when we first started the port journey journey and don't get triggered by me saying we I (laughs) am the one at the beginning that supported my husband in going to mediation with his ex I very much was the support in gathering information and things like that and combining it into a binder I'm just very good at doing the organization part of things so it's just something that's how I support as well in the beginning when I wasn't doing as much in decision making and things like that so I really enjoyed organizing so I wanted to go through a little bit about how I document what I document and what I keep in my binder so when we started all of this, everything was done pretty much via text message. Every now and then, there would be phone calls, but most of those phone calls turned really high conflict really fast, so it wasn't a point of doing that. So most of the things were done in text so that they could have them in writing. I highly recommend if you don't have a court-ordered communication app like we do at this time, that you're doing things via email or text. I think sometimes texting can be somewhat instantaneous, whereas email, you can, you're can you able to kind of like sit back and think about it and type it out and get everything typed out. So if you're dealing with something high conflict, I always recommend either doing a parenting app if both of y'all can come to an agreement on that or suggesting it at your next mediation or court appearance. Or just switching everything to email because it's much easier to document emails than it is to document text. So that's first and foremost is being able to have like a good way to communicate. And especially if you're dealing with people that are high conflict, even if you 
bio dad is the one that's high conflict or bio mom. I mean, or if the step parents are involved in communication, I think just having things in writing to go back, lean back on for both sides is really, really positive, even if the communication itself is not. So that is one thing that I always include. I don't include every single text. What I really try to include are things that maybe they had issues over trying to decide on. Um, anything that pertains to the custody agreements that they already have or the court orders they already have. If there's anything of someone trying to persuade outside of that and it turns into another issue, things that shouldn't be brought up or are been have been told and agreed upon that they wouldn't be brought up. Those are the kind of the things that I document in the texting and now the parenting app communications. The other thing that is like big is like trading off time. So if you're trading off times, those communications are important because people love to say in court that you didn't agree upon it. So if you have evidence to back you up and those kind of things, those are definitely something you want to include. Another thing that I like to include is also communication. At one point, I hate to say that I was spying on and my husband was spying on the communication between bio mom and our two, my two bonus babies, but unfortunately we did have to because of certain things that were being said that dealt with parental alienation, um, also things that pictures that were somewhat inappropriate. There was pictures sent to one of my kids with drug paraphernalia in it at one point in time. So of course things like that are definitely included. So if it's anything that's not nitpicking their conversations, but anything that's like inappropriate or trying to alienate them from another parent, it's extremely important to make sure that you include things like that because not only is it about protecting, you know, the bio parents on both sides, their relationship with their kids, but it's also protecting the kids' mental health. And whenever you're dealing with parental alienation or things being sent to them of an adult, more of adult conversation than a kid's conversation, then that's something that should definitely be brought up as a concern because it does really truly affect them and it also messes with their relationship um just a side note when things like this have happened and it's been kind of like this where an adult conversation was brought up from bio mom to my bonus kids and this is something that they've been put through for a long time they now at this point have a hard time differentiating between a parental role and a child role my the two oldest, which are my bonus children, they both try to parent me at some point in time. And so it's because the relationship with their bio mom is so skewed because they have been brought to be made as an equal in that relationship and not as a parent child. And things emotionally that have been put on a child that is of an adult age should not be put on them in my opinion so things like that are really important because 
especially if you're dealing with something that's happening regularly and these it causes stress and they should just be able to be kids they don't need to be stressing out about adult situations they should be able to go and enjoy their time with bio mom and enjoy their time with bio dad or bio mom bio mom and bio dad bio dad so they should be able to enjoy that time with their parents without having to worry about the stress being put on them and the weight being put on them of an adult situation so that is definitely something that i always try to include if i'm seeing it at this point in time we've cut off communication for the most part with the kids the oldest one does have a protection order in place to where she doesn't have communication with bio mom and 13 year old right now is allowed to communicate via text message with bio mom but um this is also something that i can view at any time via my like family app that i have on my phone so just something that you know i kind of keep up with for the most part just because um i'm the more organized one and that's my strong suit so i do have a tab for those types of communications the other thing the other tabs that i have we've had to deal with dss um if you haven't awesome unfortunately we've had to deal with dss on multiple occasions not only have we had to call them ourselves to make reports due to drugs and things like that and alcohol and not running water things like that that you know kind of important when it comes to their time with their mom but it has also been called on us for false allegations and things like that just trying to just trying to um those false allegations are just a way of bio mom trying to put her foot in where it doesn't need to be put in my opinion (laughs) it's frustrating it's hard it's one of those things that the first time that dss comes it can be extremely difficult but once they start coming regularly because of just reports false report after false report after false report because they do have to follow through on all reports you kind of get a relationship with dss um they kind of have an understanding of the situation they pretty much know at this point if they were to come over to my house what they're gonna find um always you know just they're just doing their job just let them do their job but keeping all those findings and all those reports and everything like that i have a tab for that i also have a tab for all court communications when the agreements change when court orders are added to the agreements and anything like that i try to keep in another tab as well so we have the communication tab we have um we have the dss tab we have the court tab and a lot of times the communication tab is kind of broken down in between different things that pertain to the agreement that we have more trouble with so at one point it was just a communication tab and now i have multiple tabs so i have a tab based on things that are affecting like the kids and mental health my oldest does have a more moderate to severe mental illness and so there was a lot of things that pertaining to that that i needed to put in there because there was a lot of things done against her 
Um, also about communicating things for education and medical stuff. So information sharing was probably a big one too because those always tended to um, turn into a conflict. So I tried to have all of those things sorted in there as well. And then also the other thing and the most important thing is a calendar. And the court, for some reason, love a paper calendar over a digital calendar. They like it handwritten in there. So what I do is I just print off a free calendar off of, off of, I just Google free printable calendar. I print it off. I date it. And then what I do is I just make little notes on transition days. Like if anybody's late or whatever, most of the time, I mean, no one's ever really late or if times change, I notate that. And then if there's anything of significance that I need to, um, notate like more than what will fit into that tiny little box then I say see back and then on the back I write the date I write like in short little bullet points what happened and then I always make sure that I flag it um in the communication tabs so that I have some sort of communication backing up what happened in that situation whether it be a text message to one of the kids or a message email between the two parents and things like that so I try to include make sure I include evidence with that there is a lot of hearsay of course because kids are going to say things but I do try to notate things like that as well that helped us in getting our oldest one into court when she wanted to get into court because we did have years of her commentary in our logs and then also being able to go in there and talk to the judge and the notes that I made in there were things that she repeated in her own words so the other thing if your kids are going to be speaking out in court don't coach them just reassure them that everything's going to be okay and that the biggest thing that you can tell your kids when they're going into court and they have to speak just like anybody else is you need to go in there and tell the truth whether that's something that you're up that you got upset at me about if they ask about me I want you to be truthful like and if they ask about dad I want you to be truthful and if they ask about mom I want you to be truthful so the most important thing that I always you know that I told my oldest when going into court is just tell the truth like tell your truth so how you feel about things I said but you know don't leave pieces out like if someone did something even including me you need to make sure you tell like the whole story because otherwise leaving things out is still not the 100% complete truth and the judge was like she'd been he had been doing this for so long he could tell that what she was speaking was candid that she wasn't coached and that wasn't something I was going to do. The only thing that I was going to do was just talk her through the steps of what we were going to do. We were going to go in. Where are we going to go in? But things like that. So the other thing that we included, because we didn't know if she was going to back out or not. And we were in such a desperation to protect her because her mental, mental health is so fragile. Like, 
I included, um, and she allowed me to include some journal entries and things like that that she had wrote. Luckily, we didn't have to pull those out because she did come into court. But if you see things like that, or there were notes that were she wasn't supposed to have communication from bio mom after a certain after that one court date. So whenever notes were being snuck from the 13 year old to the 16 year old. Now, this was a couple years ago. I made sure that those were included in the notebook as well. Um, so that they knew, even though she was court ordered not to communicate, that she was still trying to reach out in another way. So, it's just one of those things. Document, document, document. The, I would say, if you had to choose the most important things to include in your notebook, is going to be the, it's going to be the calendar and then the communication. So they can pull up records if it were to get that serious of text messages and phone calls and things like that. But having your calendar of what you're documenting and what you're seeing so that they can see, because they can see blatantly right there if there's a pattern of arriving late. They're going to see it on that calendar. And luckily for us with our parenting app, if you can't get it, get it. With our parenting app, um, it does log when you check in to pick up. So being able to log whenever you show up to the drop-off point. So we're able to do that as well whenever doing pickups and drop-offs. So if, but like I said, if you get anything from this, it's those calendars are probably number one and then printing off communication to back up the calendars. So anything you can do to back up your calendars, your calendars are your main thing. That's where all your findings are going to come from. And then you need to try to back up anything because otherwise it's just hearsay. And if they're represented by a lawyer too, the lawyer is going to call hearsay all day long and it's just going to be dismissed from whatever they're hearing. So good luck in your court journey if that is what you're doing and good luck as a support to your spouse or significant other in this but keep it organized keep it in a binder um, be diligent about being on the calendar this is something I used to try to really stay on top of um, probably like every other week but now that our visits are so short. I don't, I do it like every couple weeks and just make notes in my phone and then add them in later. But good luck. You've got this. Stay strong, stay tough, mother toughers. And I will see you for another tidbit episode at a later time. I hope this helped y'all. I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next time.